0: Welcome to another handcrafted episode of the Cigar Social Podcast. This is episode seventeen. My name is Matt. Thanks for joining. Uh, today we have a special guest remotely. Uh, this man dabbled in a few interesting careers, in, uh, including a finance director, a political consultant. Uh, even worked public affairs for a while, but now he's the co-founder and CEO of Blue Run Whiskey, ladies and gentlemen. Mike Montgomery. What's Thanks for joining. Up, Matt?
1: How are you today?
0: Pretty good. Pretty good. You?
1: Yeah, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's uh we're we're the day after we finished uh uh three consecutive days of uh of uh flight series uh selling online and uh that was exciting, but it's also good for that to be over with and we'll move on to some other things. Yeah, and I also wanted to say happy birthday to Blue Run. I believe
0: Blue Run turns 2 today. Yeah.
1: Today, yeah. uh, Today, thank you, thank you so much. It's really exciting. Today is uh, milestone. In fact, our, our, uh, yeah, it's it's. um, It feels like it's been a a, a very long time, and also um, it's flown by. It's really it's really kind of a crazy feeling because, um, you know, it's exciting to have made it this far, but there's still so far to go. Um, so a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of room to grow, a lot of things we have to learn, a lot of things we have to get better at. And, um, hopefully, you know, some of the things that have made people happy, we can maintain and improve as well. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to seeing, uh, Blue Run, uh,
0: in coming up with, uh, new things in the future. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I just dabbled into it, and I, I can't wait to dive into more. Um, so I'm going to start with just telling you, telling our listeners what I'm smoking. I'm smoking the Espinosa uh, Lago. This is the box press six x fifty two Toro. Uh, Eric Espinosa blended this in collaboration with his friend AJ Fernandez. The Merciagogo is a uh, box press cigar, like I mentioned, uh, Nicaraguan binder and fillers with a Mexican San Andreas wrapper. The thing is uh, stunning uh, from the eye, and it's also got one of those attractive. Bands on it that kind of pulls you in when you get into a, a humidor and you can't really decide. This thing is the type of thing that you see from across the room and kind of walk up to. Um, uh, this thing is well Hopefully balanced, kind of like body. a butterfly. It, yeah, exactly like a like a butterfly that's silver or gold or iridescent, and uh, some of you know uh, very attractive uh, catches the eye. Um, I always say like when you walk into a humid you walk into a, a a store with big giant whiskey aisles even somebody like me even if i know what i'm walking in there for i still stand there for a minute and scratch my head like wow uh what do i want and the eye test is usually one of those things where it triggers the the hand motion of grabbing it off the uh, off the shelf so uh yeah same thing just like the the blue beautiful um uh, uh bottles that you you guys make uh the the Espinoza cigar is the same thing um good flavor good it's smoke tokey uh yeah, exactly. Cocoa, uh, sweet spices, uh, kind of like a smack of, uh, like, pepper on the finish, but uh, a big fan of it. Uh, now to the bottle, and this is where I, I'm interested and excited. And so, just a quick backstory: story, uh, the, 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 the cigar group that I'm a part of, we had uh, what we call a HERF, and that's when a bunch of cigar smokers get together and, and kind of smoke cigars and BS for, a, you know, the day or whatever. Uh Somebody turned me on, they had the bottle, and obviously, like you said, the label, the butterfly caught my eye, and I'm like, let's try it. Let's crack it open. And it was this one that I'm going to be tasting first, because I have two samples from your from your team. Um, this is the Blue Run Reflection One, uh, straight bourbon. Uh, Castling Key Distillery, uh, released in April of 2022, 95 proof uh copper color MSRP about a hundred bucks or so depending on where you get it from um it, it's it's awesome. Uh I, I had it. I'm gonna obviously enjoy it again. Um but that immediately triggered me to reach out to your team and say how do I talk to you? How do I learn more about it? I want to know you know more. Um nose you get the apricot the honey seasoned oak uh on the palate you get the cinnamon uh burnt oak and then uh, on the finish, I believe is a, a rye spice, dry, uh, spicy, dry leather, and, and layered oak. I'm going to go and, and sip a little bit. If you want to talk a little bit more about the Reflection One,
1: yeah. Well, I'm glad you liked it. Um, reflection One, well, is kind of a it's it's very meaningful to myself and another co-founder uh, of mine um, who, you know, during I guess. 2020 um, into uh, into 2021, there were some crazy things going on, and for most people in the world, there were crazy things going on. Um, but you know, there were some health scares in our in our families that kind of upended a lot of of life, um, and uh, and stirred a lot of emotions and um you know it was a it was definitely a trying time also a trying time because you know we're trying to launch this business at the same time there are some pretty crazy things going on in not only in the world but on our lives and so um you know at at one point in time i had asked uh for samples of of some barrels to be sent to me and um, what i had asked for was a handful of of samples from a number of barrels, and what I got was like uh, a crate full of samples from the same barrel. <laughs> it's like okay, well, you know, great. First, you know, they've they've drained a barrel, essentially providing me samples. Um, but secondly, like this isn't this isn't what I'm you know what I was looking for. So uh, I decided to proof it down a little bit from I think it came in at like I don't know one twenty one or one twenty two or something like that. And um I proofed it down and it's like, man, this is really good. Not that it wasn't good at, at 121 or 122, but um you know given given the complexities of life, I wasn't looking for 122 or a punch in the face essentially. Yeah. Um and so you know uh sometimes you don't need that full proof to get what you're looking for um and what i found is that this reflection one at this proof was like probably more dangerous to me than uh than cast strength um because it was it's it's easily approachable um it's uh, somebody the other day called it fall off your porch. Good. Um, you know, you, you don't realize uh, you know, that you're one or two or three pours in. Um, so, so it's uh, it's sneaky in a way, but we decided to name it after the the state of mind that it put us in when we drank it. Um, yeah. And I found that I, I became much more uh, reflective, much more, focused on the things that mattered, calmed me down, right? Focused me. Um, and so, you know, reflection one, it was reflection, Roman numeral one, number one, because, you know, the the likelihood of being able to maintain consistency in this is not necessarily the goal. It's defined, uh, you know, other ways to bring this reflective state of mind so you'll see reflection two and three and five and hopefully you know if we're lucky enough to get there 10 and beyond um, as we go but I, I love it I think it's just it's just uh, I think the, the kids younger than us would say it's crushable
0: crushable
1: yeah it's got it
0: um, I immediately that great flavor uh, just that a little bit of a burn uh but nothing unbearable it's it's got that nice like reminder that you have a, a a good solid whiskey in your hand um but the the flavor is uh just outstanding again that's that's what kind of triggered my my immediate need to to follow up with you guys and and, and learn more um and i also uh heard or read something that uh you have this tv show featuring Atlanta rapper Killer Mike that uh that kind of inspired also like the, the the thought train of the, the reflection portion of, um, you know, the way of life and yeah. kind of how, the meaning behind it.
1: Yeah. It's, 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 it's pretty cool. So, uh, my wife actually, uh, does some consulting on, on the, um, the, uh, I guess it's the it's a, um, public broadcasting, uh, uh, TV slash radio show that's uh, coming from Atlanta, um, and Killer Mike just really—I I don't know how, if 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 you're uh, if you're a fan, but he kind of helps put a lot of things in perspective. Um, yeah, so dude, he's he's incredibly deep. He's incredibly intelligent, um, and uh, and he's able to zero in. I think on what's important um and so yeah i'm, I'm glad you heard that I, I don't know where you heard that but that's awesome that you uh
0: that you knew that um yeah no i and i i wanna kind of watch some more of of that too. uh like i said he he just kind of focuses in and and uh on what's important in life and and kind of reminds you uh so yeah that's that's awesome uh so let's take baby steps here at first uh we got a lot to unwrap let's just get started from the start uh, what inspired you to pursue the whiskey industry?
1: Uh, well it's um, a really good question, and it's um you know i've I've thought a lot about that. I think that over the last i don't know five to seven years of of my career, um, I got to this point where I had this this entrepreneurial itch, right I needed to do something that was uh, that was kind of my own in a way um you know i had I had a number of clients, and a lot of people say like you know when you have oh, you've got your own business it's like, yeah, I've got a lot of clients, which means I have a lot of bosses, and <laughs> you know sometimes sometimes they listen, right. And, and most, most of the time they don't. Um, and you know, it's just, it's like, I, I felt that I was putting forth a lot of my creative effort, creative energy and ideas into other people's companies. And, you know, it would, uh, I, I think generally lead to successful outcomes for them. But the reality is it did not lead to a successful outcome for me always because it's like if i if my job is to go in and solve problems and I solve problems and the problems are gone, you know then it's just kind of like on to the next um, yeah and uh so I was looking for something where I could apply my ideas to a business that I was behind um. And you know it took a number of different fits and starts and and iterations, um, but uh, you know it 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 kind of started with uh, this. Uh, I won't go into details, but uh, you know a, a patent process that uh, a few of actually my my Blue Run co-founders and I were were working on, and. Um, That actually led to a phone call from uh, one of my co-founders named Jesse McKnight, um, who grew up in Georgetown, Kentucky, went to UK. Um, And one day, like out of the blue, he called me and said, hey, somebody wants to sell me some barrels of bourbon. What do you think we should do? And, um, you know, my first response was like, well, you know, how much are they? (laughs) Um, Right. And, uh, and my next thought was like, it doesn't sound like that's a business. It's only a couple barrels, you know, there's, there's nothing there, but I could, I just couldn't get it out of my head. It was like just stuck in there. And, um, uh, and, you know, like you and probably like, you know, a lot of our friends, I've romanticized the idea of bourbon. Um, right. It's it's uh it's really there's a dreamy quality to it i think um and so like i said it just got stuck in my head and so a number of weeks later i called him back and said hey how many more barrels do you think are out there and he said well you know how many do you want like i, I don't know but you know more more than more than that first phone call and so um that was kind of the 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 starting point for I guess the next creative process, which was, how do we, if we're going to do this, I shouldn't say how, but if we're going to do this, how will we differentiate ourselves, right? Because there's so there's so many there's so many brands out there. Um, In my opinion, a lot of them are just homogenous. Yeah, you line them up, maybe the bottle shape is different, but the reality is. Most of them use paper labels and they're usually tan and maybe they use brown script writing and they are called old or ancient or named after a Confederate general or, you know, uh, something that doesn't necessarily feel modernized and connected to um, this diversifying uh, you know, society that we live in today that needs to be more Uh, open and embracing of, of people from uh, everywhere and different cultures and different points of view. Um, and so, uh, you know, I was, was fortunate enough to be able to pick up the phone and call, uh, call a friend, uh, who works at Nike, uh, who's leading their lifestyle design, uh, team. And, um, and he said, yeah, I want to do this. So, uh, So I just let him at it and wanted to see what he could come up with. And, uh, you know, he, he just really kind of knocked my socks off with this, uh, with this design, um, you know, that he, uh, that he had had come up with and it was, um, uh, a little bit, Matt, like being shot out of a cannon in a way, (laughs) um, You know, we launched this thing like, uh, like we were talking about earlier on, uh, October 22nd, 2020, literally everyone was at home. Um, you know, not a lot of traffic on the streets, nobody going to liquor stores. And, um, and so, you know, we launched at this time that, that, you know, a lot of people at the time questioned what we were doing. Like, why, why are you doing this? Um and why know,
0: are you doing this crazy. and and why why now yeah exactly
1: yeah yeah exactly why now and and so <laughs> um you know the why now i think was the easiest part to answer which was like we had heard through the grapevine that a lot of different uh a lot of companies were delaying product releases right so what that mm-hmm. did is it like it just it cleared the field um and, yeah and and you know usually october november december are you know that's that is the that is prime time uh, for product sales and like with not a lot of of activity there from other you know competitive activity from other uh companies um and people looking for new experiences i think we we kind of nailed the timing really well though um it did take us like i want to say 2 weeks to sell out our first, uh, our first drop. Um, and that was like pins and needles for me. Um, you know, because it's like you're watching your creation, you're hoping people are going to like it. You just don't know when you put yourself out there publicly, there can be two ways or maybe three ways that it can go. People love it. People hate it or they're indifferent. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I guess I could have settled for the, the loving it or the, the indifference, but the hating it was, uh, was going to be crushing. And luckily people liked it. Second release sold out faster than that. I think half the time. And then from there on out, it just kept, uh, it, it kept accelerating and, um, you know, we're like, I don't know what it is. 11, 12 releases into, uh, into our life cycle. And, you know, the, the, the I guess the, when we when we launched the thought process was we're gonna do we're gonna do one release a quarter, right? We're gonna max out at one release a quarter. That's enough. And now all of a sudden it's like you know you look at last holiday season you look at this holiday season it's like you know we're just we're really knocking out some some hitters and, uh, and it's kind of fun
0: so uh blue run uh, was started uh, by a group of friends and and bourbon lovers and correct me if I'm wrong but you have a, a Nike designer you have a, a Facebook's first director uh, level uh, employee a, a hospitality executive uh, a, a political advisor uh, and a a philanthropist and recently you've added a scientist to your team uh, which uh can you tell me about the uh, the first lady of Blue Run and how uh Shaylin will
1: will shape the future of, of Blue Run? Oh yeah, we we are like I mean, we hit a home run, I think. Um Shaylin is uh you know, she is already I think at the top of her class. Um you know, what we what we did is we we were we were looking for someone like her. And so we started looking around, uh, at products that we really liked and, um, and, you know, she just was the obvious choice. I think, um, you know, we're lucky to work with Jim Rutledge. Jim is fantastic. Um, legend, legend right. It, it just a legend and, and somebody who is, uh, he's such a joy to talk to right? for as good as he is with whiskey. He's an even better person. Um, and there's no difference with Shailen. They're both perfectionists. Um, they both have an ability to, uh, I think, sprinkle pixie dust, uh, into whiskey in a way that, that I don't think others can. It's just, it's, it's, it's incredible. So Shaylin's already put her, put her stamp on, on what we've done. Um, you know, the, the batch two of of, uh, golden rye, um, reflection one, but most recently the, the flight series. And, um, I I think the flight series is some of the best whiskey I've ever tasted. Um, regardless of, of, you know, where it came from age statement, who distilled it, any of that, you just blind me. And I think it's, it's just like, it's just mind blowing. Um, and, and she really, she really just took the ball and ran with it. And it was, a it was a fun, it was a fun idea and a fun project for her. Um, and you know, it's, uh, that I think it's very, um, challenging for someone to take what I think was like 19 barrels and come up with six distinct blends that have flavor profiles that are so like uh, different from each other, um, and she's just I, she's just got the touch. She's she's uh, she's great, and um, I think that that you know we could have we could have been fine on our own. We can be great with her, and and that's really the the goal is just continuing to add high caliber people, first and foremost. Um, And then, um, you know, uh, creative geniuses like Shailen um, and Jim and our partner at Nike, Devin McKinney, Um, that that's, you know, one of the things that Jim first told us uh, the the first time we met Jim was that it doesn't matter. uh, Let me take that back. What the bottle looks like will get people to buy their first what's inside. will get them coming back. And, yep. and so, you know, we, th- we think we've done a pretty good job of uh, nailing the the packaging. Um, and Shaylin was just one more piece that we were looking for uh, that would help us nail, like Jim says, what's on the inside. And, you know, like, we think there's a long runway uh, available, with Shaylin to just continue to um, I guess make magic happen. And so we're lucky, we're lucky to have the opportunity to work with Shaylin. Um We got to get you, uh, we got to get you on, on a podcast with her at some point in time because she's just truly dynamic. And uh, uh, you know, we're, we're just, we're, we're lucky, man. We're really lucky.
0: Yeah. No, absolutely, anytime. Um so in Georgetown, Kentucky, uh in Georgetown, Kentucky's Royal Spring, mm-hmm. uh what co-founder Jesse McKnight called the uh, Blue Run as a kid, uh which is also the birthplace of bourbon back in uh 1789. Mm-hmm. Uh why did Jesse call it Blue Run? Why is it called Blue Run? Uh and then a follow-up, why did you decide to use Blue Run as the name of of the the brand? Yeah,
1: it's a really it's actually a really cool story. Um so Uh, so Jesse grew up, uh, literally across the street from Elijah Craig's property. And, you know, when I say like across the street, it's like, I don't know if you played with a Nerf football as a kid, but like, you know, on a windy day, it's really tough to make that thing go where you want it to, unless you dunk it in a bucket of water, um, (laughs) Right. Yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah. And uh, and so on a super windy day in Georgetown, Kentucky, Jesse could stand on his on his front um, porch and throw a dry Nerf football and nail what is now or, you know, uh, Elijah Craig's front door. Um, And so way, way back in the day, Elijah Craig was using water from Royal Spring to make his his bourbon. And that's what he credited with being kind of the the differentiator for him. Fast forward, I right? guess I shouldn't say I should fast forward, but yeah, what's well, fast forward. So Jesse grew up uh, playing in and around Royal Spring, doing something called frog gigging, which I've learned is like catching frogs, and um, it's a it's a term that I wasn't familiar with, but anyway, um, hmm. Jesse called royal spring the blue run and um that emanates from the fact that uh that elijah craig's church was called the blue run baptist church um and a run is a stream in certain parlance and in, in in the english language it's again not a term that i grew up with um but Somehow, you know, Jesse's Jesse's dad was a history buff. Jesse was a history major, um, their neighbor who, uh, who, uh, owns the, uh, the Elijah Craig property was a history professor at Georgetown college in Georgetown. Um, and so that's just kind of what Jesse grew up calling Royal spring was the blue run. And so it's really fun to, to take that, that historical narrative um, and tie it to what we're doing now and what we are uh, planning on building in Georgetown, um, you know, not only from a bourbon perspective, um, but from the fact that this, this Blue Run name to me has great historical ties. So it's, it's tethered to the heritage of the industry, but it also feels modernized. Right. Yeah. It's not the name of a person, um, and uh, you know who's who's you know long since deceased for you know hundreds or hundred or hundreds of years, and so it also um, it also fits really well in a bottle. Uh, it rolls off the tongue. It's not like trying to pronounce like Laphroaig, Um, You know, so it's approachable. And one of the things that we really wanted to do when we were working on the concepts for blue run was make it approachable, make it so that if someone walked into a bar, they wouldn't have trouble pronouncing it, that they could recognize it based upon the emblem, the butterfly. Um, Yeah. You know, and uh, uh, it, it, for us, it just, it just popped. It really worked. And it didn't, it it wasn't until we were standing around Royal spring when, when Jesse said, well, he's to call this the blue run. I was like, Whoa! What? <laughs> you know. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so we landed on that pretty, pretty quickly, pretty easily, and uh, and we're glad we did.
0: Yeah, and and speaking of the the butterfly, I know that the theme of the bottles and the culture uh, of the single butterfly um, is again like if you don't even know the name, and you're sitting at a bar and you're like, give me that butterfly bottle. Yeah. Um, but what is the significance behind? The butterfly?
1: Well, it, it's, if you, if you look at the life cycle of a, of a butterfly, uh, it goes through a metamorphosis, all right? It goes through, it experiences great change. And for us, we've, we've seen other spirits industries, uh, experience this metamorphosis. You know, for me, it was watching, um, watching sky vodka in the nineties, you know, and that that blue bottle was like it was mesmerizing at the time. Um, and we've watched what hap- what's happened with tequila in a in a major way, right? Um, you know, it used to be this spirit that you couldn't drink if it if it, if you did it would go down and come straight back up. You know, um, and and it's now uh, kind of back into that category that I talked about of like romanticizing certain. Spirits and bourbon never had that It never experienced that sort of that that change at the same time, you know, I talked about this earlier, Matt, with with the fact that society is really going through a metamorphosis of its own. Um, you know, we really wanted to signify or find a way to signify change. And, and for us, the butterfly is the symbol of change now that that's makes a lot of
0: sense put that putting that way um impressive fact two bourbons from blue run spirits snagged top honors at the prestigious 2021 San Francisco World Spirits Competition uh, before they were even launched to the public uh the blue run 13 and a half year single barrel bourbon uh was awarded what best single barrel uh bourbon and then the uh, 11 years uh, in the 11 years or older category um and then the uh they got a, what a double gold medal uh so that's like that's impressive uh, but i do recall you saying uh that the barrel number tw- n- barrel number 10 is the like the unicorn um wh- where can i find this barrel number 10
1: <laughs> if you let if you i, I <laughs> if you can find it please let me know um that is uh yeah, you know, we had um at the t- uh, for for those single barrels, thirteen and a half year single barrels, uh, this uh this industry luminary named Peggy No Stevens worked with us on uh on the tasting notes. And um uh in it, in barrel number ten, she has this uh, just a, a whip, like W H I P of smoke. Um and you know, when I saw that, I was like, okay, this, this is interesting. And then when I tasted it, it was like mind blowing for me. I mean, she nailed it perfectly. The whip of smoke is something I think unique. Um, mm-hmm. but these 13 and a half year single barrels are like nothing I've ever had. I mean, uh, I think, I think those were like, uh, the, the real pick of the litter, um, uh, you know, everything that you're looking for, delicacy, delicate yet bold, um, you know, uh, people don't like this word smooth, um, yeah. but smooth yet spicy, um, those, those were everything. And, and those, you know, we sold, we sold some of those online. Some of those went to retail, um, but for the life of me, uh, I would, uh, you know, probably give i consider giving a kidney for one of those <laughs> <laughs> with uh
0: with castling key being because Cas- your your products are currently being distilled by rutledge up in, in castling key is that that accurate
1: so we uh we did our we did our first runs at castle and key uh at the moment we're uh we're distilling with our good friends at bardstown bourbon company okay um and uh, uh, we're excited to continue uh, with Jim and Shaylen and the Bardstown Bergen uh, company team. We're also going to do, uh, we're also going to do some runs at uh, a, a distillery that has not yet opened yet called All Nations. Um, really excited about what, what those guys are building uh, uh, there as well. And, you know, we're, we're looking for, we continue to want to find uh, good ways to create unique uh, product. Um, you know, it, Jim, Jim has a very specific way that he likes to distill. Um, and so the requirements for us is that, you know, if we're going to do contract distillation, Jim gets to take the keys and he gets yeah. to run with it, right? Because he's, He's got all those things we were just talking about with those thirteen and a half year single barrels he's able to find and create if given the space and the time to do so um, yeah that was, I mean
0: that that was where I was kind of uh trying to figure out with castling key being in operation since 2014 and now working with bardstown um, how how did Blue run acquire uh the, the thirteen and a half and fourteen year uh whiskey
1: Uh um well, we, uh, I guess we timed it right. Um, you know, we, we started operations or, you know, before we launched, we had, we had stumbled upon some barrels, um, and, uh, a number of barrels, I should say. And, you know, we send samples to Jim all the time. Uh, and I think in the first I don't know, three, four months, probably sent him like 15 or 20 different samples. He said no to uh, every single one except for those, those, uh, those barrels that became the, the 13, 13 and a half and 14 year barrels. Everything else was a straight up no, right? I uh, began to worry because it's like, man, if Jim is saying no to so many different, uh, different barrels, how are we ever going to find barrels that he's going to say yes to? <laughs> right but that's the beauty of jim is like he's he is he's got such a discerning palate um and he does not enjoy mediocrity in in anything in his life um and so you know it, it it's it's also fun by the way now that shayla's on board we send samples to shayla and jim and we have two very similar people who are very tough critics uh, of, of the varieties of whiskey that we've, you know, that we send them. And so one of the reasons that we're uh, super excited to be uh, building a distillery is because that's going to allow us um, to control the process a little bit more, um, you know, in many instances, you know, we, we, we jam ourselves into distillation windows Um, wherever possible, not, excuse me, excuse me. I shouldn't say wherever possible, whenever possible. Um, and you know, it's great, but we're, we're also scaling it to, to a degree that we need more barrels than, than we have access to. Um, and we need more barrels that Jim and Shaylin are going to say, Hey, this is really good. This is, this is what we're looking for. Um, yeah. And so a distillery is going to allow us that flexibility to do that. That flexibility to make sure that we've we've got the mash bills that we like, that we want, um, that we know resonate with people. Um, and so you know we've got we've got great partners. You know we were we really thrilled to be able to to work with uh, with Castle and Key. While we could, they've got a very busy. Uh, they've got a very packed schedule and a lot of people wanting to work with them. Um, you know, same with Bardstown bourbon community or the company and, and their, uh, I guess now sister company with, uh, with green river. Um, you know, they're just, it's another, it's another example I think of, of choosing the right people to work with Bardstown uh, first and foremost, great people. Uh, yeah like great people, great operation, um, you know, stunning, uh, a stunning facility and architecture and, you know, all the things you could want. Um, you know, we're expecting the same thing with all nations and, um, and at some point in time in the future, you know, our own operation. So, yeah. you know, if we're still making good, good bourbon with BBC and, and all nations, we're going to, we're going to continue doing that too, because, um, you know, if it ain't broke, right, don't fix it. It's true. Yeah. And Castle and Key, uh,
0: they're actually scheduled to be on the show, uh, early next year. So. Oh, cool. We'll be meeting with them as well. Um, speaking of distilleries, about a month ago, uh, Blue Run Spirits got, uh, approval from the state of Kentucky to build a next gen distillery said to be $51 million investment, which could generate up to 45 full-time jobs in, uh, Georgetown, Georgetown, Kentucky. Uh, it's said to be the the greenest most unexpected and most unprecedented uh distillery can you tell us uh, a little bit more about that venture and uh, status of that project sure
1: um wow who where do those words come from um did i say that
0: no no i, uh, I don't know i have to find okay. out where i where my i love
1: it though yeah. that's great that's great um so we're we're in the early innings of uh of the process, um, you know, now with the announcement out of the way, um, you know, we've, uh, we're working on, uh, on finding, uh, a world-class architect who can, uh, put our vision, uh, onto paper and then into reality. Um, you know, we've, we've locked up, uh, a significant amount of land, um, in Georgetown, which is, uh, for those who haven't been to Georgetown, I highly suggest going, um, you know, it's, it's a really fascinating place. It's a little bit of, um, it's, it's growing into a big city, but it still has a bit of a Mayberry feel to it, which is incredible. Um, you know, a main street that's, you know, uh, Just it's bustling and wonderful, and yet they've also got the largest uh, Toyota plant. uh, I think the largest auto manufacturing plant in North America. Um, So there's uh, yeah, there's uh, like ten thousand people working at Toyota. um, You know, international uh, business travel nonstop. Uh, We're just down the street from uh, uh, from a a brewery called Country Boy. great people there uh you know a ton of people uh go there in fact right now today at this very moment there are you know probably hundreds of people hanging out at country boy uh you know drinking great beer and and uh you know watching football and and playing cornhole and hanging out um it's really it's really picturesque it's a gorgeous place um and you know we're we're lucky to have the opportunity to to to, to locate there. Um, it's extremely meaningful to Jesse uh, and his brother John, who works with us. Uh, both you know Georgetown kids through and through. And um, you know we are looking forward to what we can do. How can we push the boundaries of sustainability? Um, how can we? Uh, how can we? put into a physical form um these these uh uh you know the the standards that we have for for blue run right if you if you can envision what the bottle became how do we how do we apply that sort of thinking to what a distillery can be yeah Um, and so you know matt I, i can't wait for for this thing to get built and have you come and visit it um Can't wait. You know, it's going to, it's, it's not going to be your, your standard everyday, like kind of tilt up distillery. Yeah.
0: No, I can't wait. I'm about to dive into the second one. Yeah. What do you got? This is the, uh, Blue Run High Rye, uh, batch two, uh, Again, uh, I believe distilled cat from castling key still, yeah. uh, March, 2022, uh, this was released, uh, one eleven on a proof. Uh, this one has the, the one that my wife wants the, the butter, the iridescent butterfly. The, yeah. Yeah. She was stoked when this came and she was like, Oh, I can have the butterfly. I was just trying to figure out how to pull the butterfly off the bottle, off, off the real bottle, like the, the, the you know, yeah. retail bottles. Um, Sixty-five percent corn, thirty percent rye, five percent malted barley. Um, same thing, a, mal- uh, a bright caramel color to it. Uh, MSRP again around uh, around the hundred bucks or so. I mean, I, and I feel it's well well worth the um, the price tag with with the the way that one is. I haven't tried this one yet. Um, I'm going to pour it, but I, the notes that I have: uh, light cinnamon on the nose, sweet caramel, a touch of oak palate. Uh, rye spice, caramel sweetness, cinnamon, uh, cinnamon spice again, and then on the finish, I should expect a uh, uh, rye spice um, notes of caramel and cinnamon. Uh, while I uh, pour this and dive into it, can you uh, tell us a little bit more about this?
1: I would love to. I would love to. This is the, the high ride batch two has become my my go to everyday pour. Um, so like you said, this was, this was a uh, contract distilled by Jim Rutledge at Castle and Key. Um, it's, uh, I mean, I think it's, it's, uh, I think it's just the right mouthfeel. It's well-balanced. Wow. Yeah. What do you got? Tell me, I'll stop talking for a second. I want to hear what you feel. No. Like. Uh, <clears throat> so
0: like you, you see one eleven, and you expect a punch, right? Uh, the heat, the, the no, I, and I'm not a rye guy by any means. I, I tend to steer more towards the bourbon, but uh, this super smooth, uh, again, that, that caramel, that hint of cinnamon, if you would, but nothing overpowering. It's that it, those are just kind of like the, the, the flavors that you get. Um, amazing. Uh, for, like I said, I, a rye this is that would be I mean the first one was good uh great but from a from a rye perspective this is probably going to be my 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 favorite rye for sure
1: that's awesome um you know it's it's uh I back in the day I would make my everyday pour something that was you know middle call it middle shelf but it's more like bottom shelf I've gotten to this point where I don't want an everyday drinker to be this type of thing where it's like I'm not fully enjoying it anymore, Um, and uh, that high rye has become that everyday that everyday pour for me because I really enjoy it. I think it's I think it's it's something special, you know. It's like um, I can have it alone. I could sit down with like guac and chips and enjoy it. Um, You know, it, it can have it with dinner. Uh, it could be a great after, after dinner drink. It's like, it's really, it's really versatile to me. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I, uh, I like the full, I like the full weight of it. Neat. Um, which looks like how you're taking it. Yep. Um, you know, it's just. It's it's got those kind of like you say the, the kind of the backup notes or the, the 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 backup dancers with the cinnamon and 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 all the other things. But I like you wasn't a real rye fan. Um, first of all, until I had our golden rye, which was kind of the eye opener. But then you know, high rye bourbon that you're drinking now for me is like a perfect blend of it—just enough of that rye spice to make me want more yeah um but it's not particularly overwhelming at the same time
0: no like i said it, it it's uh very smooth very like you said the not it's not a a, a crazy hint uh it, that i think hint is the perfect terminology to use when it comes to the like you said those backup dancers right like you're yeah like, if you think about it you're like yep it's there but from you know, n- nowhere near an expert in this. I would, I would say it, it the, the smoothness, there's no heat. It's a very, like I said, versatile. You can have this, uh, you know, at one o'clock in the afternoon, <laughs> or you can have it, uh, <laughs> you can have it after dinner. It It is one of those, uh, those, those pours that y- you can give to somebody and, and know that they're going to enjoy it. Yeah. Um, you know,
1: it's funny you mentioned the time because, uh, it, it made me think of um. Yeah, you know, we did this thing called the Twelve Days um, uh, last December, um, and one of the one of the bottles is named Breakfast Bourbon. So, you know, is it okay to bring drink Breakfast Bourbon? You know, any time of day, kind of like Denny's. You know, why not? Yeah, right. Sure. Yeah. Good. I mean, mimosas are acceptable. I feel Bloody Marys are
0: acceptable. Even a screwdriver. Why not have a a, a neat pour of bourbon?
1: Right. Good. Okay. <laughs> so we agree on that. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Done. Let's make a lot. <laughs> uh,
0: let's get into some of the other offerings from, from Blue Run uh, and your, your regular production options that that folks can can find uh, at the retailer stores.
1: Sure. So, uh, you know, at the, at this moment in time, I think the three, um, the three kind of everyday options that you can find on a shelf today would be the two that you're drinking. So that's reflection one, that's a bourbon, high rye, that's a bourbon, um, and golden rye. And, um, and so those are, those are out there. We're in 22 States in Canada right now. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously, you know, Go to our website, type in, find a retailer, make sure you call before you go. Um, That's
0: bluerunspirits.com.
1: Bluerunspirits.com, yeah. Find a retailer near you. Please, please, please pick up the phone call so you don't drive over there and, and you know, come up empty-handed. Um, there's also uh, the Flight Series, which uh, which launched online. Um, uh couple days ago yeah Uh, i saw that yeah that's fun what what was that all about i i know that there was like
0: specific releases on specific days and uh i i missed out on it because i saw it too late but can you tell us a little bit about what what that whole experience was all about
1: yeah so uh so the, the 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 theory the working theory that we have is that the term small batch means nothing
0: Absolutely nothing,
1: right? Yeah, like you and I, uh, the the Matt and Mike Bourbon Company, could release a small batch bourbon that that's that's a a blend of ten thousand barrels, right? Yep. And that could be small batch, um, as long
0: as it's smaller than your regular production. There's really no definition. There's no. Uh, I can't. Uh, there's no
1: industry rule. Standard.
0: Yeah, there's no industry standard on what a small batch is. I know, like for example, there's some that I had. I think Willett actually makes a small batch, which is ten barrels, not 200, not a thousand. It, it's ten barrels, and so okay, that's a smaller, batch. that's a small batch in my opinion. But I mean, I've I've also seen small batches that include you know 200 barrels, and you're like, well, how's, yeah. how <laughs>
1: how how small is that really? So <laughs> so we yeah. came up with this this uh, this term micro batch. Um, and the definition for a micro batch from, from Blue Run's perspective is that it's between two and five barrels. Wow. Okay. That's it. Um, so it, it allows Shaylin to show off her blending skills. It's not quite a single barrel, but, but sometimes, you know, one plus one plus Shalen is like five, you know? Um, and so she took. I think 18 or 19 barrels, um, and came up with six distinct blends, um, that, uh, are like, you can tell they're related, but they, they seem like maybe they're distant cousins. Um, and, but distant cousins from around the world. Yeah. Um, and so we had some fun with the, with the naming conventions on those two, Things like uh, Seattle downpour. Um, uh, what's another one? Uh, uh, Washington apple orchard, Lahaina luau, um, Marrakesh market. Uh, anyway, some well, there were six of them, and and you know the the names are meant to. You know, we 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 work with the tasting notes and zeroed in on on some of the more pronounced flavor profiles and you know came up with uh fun names but also name in a way that can transport someone to that place okay you know can you sit down and have a pour of lahaina luau and feel like you're in maui maybe I think so. Can you have a pour of of Marrakesh um, market and feel like you're you've you've just walked through a Moroccan spice market? Hmm. Um, And for me, the answer is yes. Um, You know, for me, the answer is yes. Alpine meadows. Same thing. You know, can you be in the middle of a forest and surrounded by a bunch of beautiful flowers and trees and foliage and you know, maybe a ski run behind you. Um, And so that was a lot of fun. We, we, you know, those were, those sold out really fast online. Um, But uh, the beauty of the flight series is that we're also sending um, a little bit more than half of it to retailers around the country. And so for, uh, for the highly motivated uh, bourbon hunter, um, you know, I would suggest getting on the phone with your with your local retailers and um, and trying to figure out uh, when it's going to be there, how many they'll have. Um, I'm going to be trying to do the same. I I got shut out uh, on online. I didn't get I didn't purchase a single a single bottle, and I would really like to find a couple if it's possible. you know, one thing that, that is different about Blue Run than I think a lot of other companies where you'll see, like, instead of having this shelf behind me that has, you know, all of our bottles and, you know, look at me. I've got a thousand bottles of Blue Run. <laughs> we realize that it's hard for people to get their hands on Blue Run because, you know, we don't release massive quantities of product. And so if we took it all for ourselves, there wouldn't be a lot out there for other people. So um, you know, if we want it, we got to go
0: find it. No, it's fair enough. I I know that you're one of the states that you're in is, is here in Illinois, and uh, our our major big box <clears throat> liquor store, the the, the forty six locations, I believe. Yep. I was able to find. Uh, that's where actually my buddy was able to grab that one bottle that that I had uh, when I first tried it. So um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what else comes from. Uh, Blue run uh, with that. So it, it's time to pick your favorite child. I think we've already talked about it, but in your oh. opinion, what would be your, your, the favorite creation so far? Oh,
1: I mean, that's really tough, Matt there. Barrel number 10 is, is from the 13 and a half is, is right up there. Um, high ride batch two is, is right up there. Um uh I think Golden Rye, I don't care between the batches. I, batch one, batch two, both great. Um flight series Marrakesh Market is probably probably my favorite, though I think Seattle Downpour is close second. I'll get there. I'm narrowing, I'm narrowing. Um <laughs> you know, the 13 year uh I think Fall for me. A lot of people argue winter was better than fall, but I think the fall was better. Um, Fourteen year, that yeah, was good too. Um uh, I mean, to- we could just list list everything that Blue
0: Run makes. I mean, yeah, right.
1: I could do that. Uh, twelve days, <laughs> the twelve days uh, island spice cake. I think was mine, um, my favorite. So, but yeah, I got to pick one, huh? real Sophie's yeah. Choice. It's so unfair. Um, <laughs> right? It's so unfair. But let's see here. So, uh, you know, we, we probably answered this already. It's it's uh, it's barrel number 10. Of, the unicorn. Of the 13 and a half year single barrels. Yeah. That is, that is not only the unicorn, but that is the one that speaks to my soul.
0: I got to find it. Uh, speaking of creations, can you let us in on any uh, upcoming projects, special releases, or uh, new editions coming soon.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, yes, I can, and um, I'm, you know, excited to to say that we have um, we have another rye coming out, and uh, uh, it's called Emerald. Uh, so Emerald Rye is uh, you know about a month,
0: month and a half away. Is that going to um, have a, a a green or an emerald butterfly on it?
1: Uh, it'll have uh, it'll have a, a, some tint to it. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then after that, uh, December 1st through the 12th, I suggest everybody get ready for, uh, for the, uh, um, second, uh, edition of, of the 12 days. Um, you know, some people call it the 12 days of Christmas. Some people call it the 12 days of bourbon. Um, but, uh, we're going to do one release a day for 12 days in a row of uh okay. of shalen gammon selected uh single barrels and oh wow okay so i'm excited about those those will those will come in a fancy a fancy box designed by Devin, um and uh you know they're uh, they're fun they're seasonal they're exciting um but I would say, do not sleep on emerald rye. And if you're for for your for your listeners out there, and Matt, for you yourself, um, you know, if you're if you don't gravitate toward rye, I totally get it. Um, try golden rye. Try emerald, emerald rye, and then get back to me. Okay. Um, because I think that that these two ryes and they're very different from each other. Um, these two ryes should be eye openers.
0: Wow. Yeah. If it's anything like this, Rye, uh I'm in. Uh let me know when and where I can find it and I will be there. Uh into the future, where would you like to see Blue Run? I mean, today's the, the second bir- you know birthday uh in ten years on, on the tenth birthday, where where do you want to see Blue Run?
1: Wow, uh twelve years old, huh? Um that's crazy. It's like almost the age of my daughter. I can't believe uh, it's going to be wild to, to have made it that far. Um, you know, I would like to see us having a, 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 a thriving distillery um, that is a place that people enjoy visiting. Um, that isn't just like, oh, we're going on the Bourbon Trail and, you know, we're stopping by. But like that Blue Run becomes a place that people want to cam- come hang out and spend time, um, and be that type of place that isn't just like a place that people who live in Kentucky take friends and family when they come into town. Yeah. Like, like I grew up, I grew up in the Seattle area and, you know, would I ever go to the Space Needle on my own? Nah, probably not. Um, I do it when people came into town how do we make blue run the type of place that people are like, man, this place is really cool. I just want to hang out there. I feel comfortable there. It feels like home. You know, sometimes you go to, I don't know if you have this, this feeling, but sometimes you go to a friend's house or uh, an acquaintance's house and it's like, they've got a bunch of fancy furniture. So nice that you feel like, man, if I, am I allowed, is, am I allowed to sit there? Um, you know, uh, it doesn't always feel like, like very warm and inviting and comforting. Um, and so that's what blue run in my mind can become as a place that's really comfortable and welcoming and fun and cool to hang out with uh, the people there and you know we're gonna have, hopefully have some really cool distillery only product available um and you know we'll hopefully continue to expand our footprint um, but more so more than anything matt the thing that that i'm most interested in is deepening uh, our relationship with the people who've helped us get this far um you know in two years i think you know we've been able to to make a lot of new friends um and you know for the folks who took a chance on us early um you know we couldn't be more grateful we consider these uh you know these folks to be um you know family at this point in time so how do we just expand the tent and create more family and create more community and create more relationships. And hopefully we can get to a point where no matter where you live, you're going to be able to find a bottle and not have to, you know, feel like you're in a knife fight to get it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I was just thinking when, when you were mentioning that there's a couple of cigar lounges in this area and there's some breweries in this area and, same thing. There's some where you walk in, you're like, I think this is. I don't know if I should sit here or, or can I, can I touch that? Like, there is, or you, there's that spot where you just feel comfortable and you just go and you sit down, you relax, you have a drink, you have a smoke, you, you just kind of, you feel that second home, if you would. Yeah,
1: you should have this feeling where it's like you just decompress a little bit, and yep. and all all is right, no matter what's going on in your life. All is right for the moment, you know the, you know. the time that you're there, and hopefully you take some of that home with you, and you know. In ten years, maybe, uh, maybe we'll be looking at you know reflection eleven. <laughs> you know, um, so we, we hope to be around for a while, and we hope people you know continue to support us, and um, we just appreciate the amount of, of of support we've received so far. It's been it's been phenomenal.
0: So uh, our listeners can can check you out at, at bluerunspirits.com or if you're uh, in one of the distribution areas, you can go to your your call before you go, but see if the, your brick and mortar has uh, Blue Run on, in stock. Uh, how can people find you on social media?
1: Uh, very easily. We're, we're at Blue Run Spirits on uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, we just – we just made our first uh TikTok post the other nice. day as well. Yeah. Dancing? Uh uh, you don't want that. <laughs> uh you don't want that. I don't want that. Um you know, maybe 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 with a number of uh like uh with a few too many pores that it could happen, but the reality is you don't want that. Um uh so you know, reach out to us. Uh, the re you know the, the reality is if you do reach out to us you're gonna get likely me, um or one of our one of my co-founders responding, um but we're accessible, we're we're trying to build the type of brand that we would be a fan of fan of, if we had nothing to do with the company yeah you know and that's I think that that is kind of the power of of behind the idea is that like this should be a company that you feel part of, like you feel like you can reach out and actually get a hold of somebody who, uh, you know, who's interested and who cares and who is also just like you, you know, like no matter where you come from or what you look like, we, we share a common bond. Um, and what I found is more often than not that common bond isn't just whiskey goes a lot farther and a lot deeper than that. So, um, yeah, you know, reach out, find us on, find us on all the socials, check us out.
0: On, even on TikTok.
1: Even on TikTok.
0: So uh, as we, uh, I, I'm, I'm about to take the band off of, of the cigar. This episode, I, I think is going to be coming down to a nub here pretty soon. Mike, thanks for, uh, for joining. I appreciate you taking the time. I know you're a busy man. Uh, you got a lot going on. So uh, thank you.
1: Oh thanks for having us uh
0: so uh, yeah, uh, until the next time we put smoke in the air and and raise our glass with uh some of the the amazing blue run whiskey uh stay safe, stay classy, stay smoky, and uh, we'll see you next time here at the cigar social.